Welcome to the Marshall Pruitt Podcast, brought to you by Cooper Tires and the Justice Brothers, and to our Catching Up With episode, our short-form interview series. This time we have, speaking of series, five-time NTT IndyCar Series champion Scott Dixon. Not talking IndyCar, though. We are talking sports cars as Dixie prepares to make his debut the Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona with the Wayne Taylor Racing Team defending overall winners of the event in a Cadillac DPI VR. So we caught up with Dixie during the roar before the 24, wanting to get a feel what it was like moving to a new team. His first ever Rolex after, I don't know, 15 or so without a Chip Ganassi Racing entry. So first time at Daytona in something other than one of Chip's prototypes or GTs. Talking to Dixie about his integration into the team, motivation, getting to know and work with some new players within the program. Pretty impressive altogether. So knowing that he is one of the all-time greats, period, it's good to get Dixie's thoughts about this new challenge, about getting back to prototype racing where he has belonged all along and in one of the fastest prototypes he will have ever competed in, I believe other than the 2009 Acura ARX 02A LMP1 machine. So that's what we have here. Scott Dixon, two-time overall winner of the Rolex 24, going for number three, this time with Wayne Taylor Racing, all brought to you by Cooper Tires and the Justice Brothers. So Dix, looking at this shift for you going from a Ford GT to Cadillac DPI VR, Wayne Taylor Racing defending Rolex 24 winner. I don't know, man. Uh, I think you, I don't want to, I don't know if I want to say upgraded your seat, but you went from one great one to uh, at least at Daytona for sure. Something that could put you in a good position to get another overall win. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's always the goal. And, and you know, it's we'd started talking kind of fairly early, like in July-ish maybe, because everybody could kind of see the writing on the wall with the other program. But, um, you know, it's it's tough, you know, sort of crossing, you know, the first, what, 14 or 15 uh, Daytonas I've done have all been with chips. So, you know, to, to go uh, somewhere else is definitely a, a change for me, but also, you know, to who I was going to be allowed to go to is, is not always an easy thing with, with, uh, you know, manufacturers and then also with, um, you know, chip and, and that kind of stuff too. So it, it, it was great that it worked out. I, I knew Wayne and, you know, chip got on very well. Um, uh, but for me, yeah, going back to the prototype classes is, is, uh, you know, going to be a lot of fun. I hope, you know, it's definitely a lot different when you've been in the, the GT program for four years. So um, it's trying to get rid of not so much bad habits, but just, you know, where you've been locked into a mode for a little while uh, and talking to board a today, you know, similar thing. And obviously with Briscoe as well, but um, yeah, it's, it's so far, it's been really good. There's a lot of familiar faces. As you know, this community is pretty small anyway, uh, but there's actually a lot of ex, you know, Ganassi people at this team anyway. So it's, it's, uh, it's been, you know, pretty smooth. What's it been like Dick's, knowing that from a prototype standpoint it's been a couple years right it's not too long but it's been a couple years since you've been in one you've been in a ford powered daytona prototype and a tube frame grand am era you've been in lmp1 cars not saying daytona necessarily but uh you've been in acura the 
what the zero two a i think also the zero one a lmp2 car you know you've been in some wide-ranging prototypes from silly fast to not quite as fast what has this introduction to the cadillac dpi vr been like for you they're uh they're actually a pretty quick car you know like i was i was um you know, coming from the Ford, I think was kind of the polar opposite. You know, even in its category, it was low on power and, and low on torque. So, uh, moving to this, I think it's it's kind of a lot more in the middle between you know the GT and and, and the Indy car phase. You know, I think every car kind of has its own nuance and things that you kind of like or dislike. Um, you know, the ride feels really nice in this car. The braking is a little difficult for me so far, just the way it reacts. Um, and, you know, maybe, you know, how the setup is and things, you know, it's, it's, uh, it can catch you out. And also the tire, you know, the tire this year seems quite peaky and kind of hard to read. So, you know, in, in that process too, you're trying to help the program, but also you may not pick up on a lot of the finer adjustments just mm. because, you know, you've done such fewer laps than, than maybe the regular person. So there, there's, there's a lot to soak in. And going back to, you know, what I was saying earlier, you know, even these test days you have, you know, you might be here for three days, but you do, you know, a couple of one-hour sessions with four drivers and red flags and yellows and stuff. It, it, you know, you almost have no time. Like, if you get out of a session and you've run, you know, five or ten laps, it's actually not a bad session. So, um, yeah, I think, um, you know, it's similar actually to the DPI car, you know, that we last kind of drove, just it's, it's quicker, you know, it's got a lot more power and brakes better and, and, you know, just does everything a lot better. What about Dick's going back to a naturally aspirated engine and whether it's IndyCar or even the last uh, Ford DPs, you know, you've had uh, some form of twin turbo V6 behind you for uh, many years. What's it been like getting acclimated to a car with no turbos and in theory lots of torque waiting for you right away yeah it's funny though i think on a lot of these turbo cars now that you know the, there's no real thing as such as lag you know it's it's they're all so well sorted and you know the the ways they get around you know uh, introducing anti-lag devices and you know the the ford gt was pretty much normally aspirated anyway because it was so low on boost and you know even an indy car doesn't have you know extreme amounts unless you're a road course you know uh overtake and, and things like that but they're, they're pretty linear but it's uh it's it, the engine is very smooth and you know because it is what a five and a half liter v8 you know it's it's a it's a pretty big engine um obviously it's detuned quite a bit i think to what its capability could be um but even then, you know, like it's it's quite a, you know, heavy weight back there. And then, you know, the, the engine braking is quite high. So, you know, I've even had things like, you know, the, the way I downshift, I've had to kind of change to what you get used to in IndyCar, you know, where you can kind of demand it right away. And, you know, if you do that too quickly, I feel like in this car, it's quite prone to locking rears and, and things like that. So mm. it's, um, yeah, I don't know, the power delivery you know, I'd say most of these turbo engines these days are just so well sorted that you don't really feel that, you know, lag or, or anything. You know, I think when we first introduced or went to the V6 and, and IndyCar turbo, twin turbo, there was problems early on, but even that got sorted pretty quickly, you know. Nice. Last question or two, Dick. So mm -hmm. you drive for one of the most famous 
team owners in motor racing and IndyCar. Wayne Taylor is also fairly well known, bit of a crazy guy, uh, but you had two characters for sure uh, in your life in terms of team owners. Now, Wayne has been so effusive in his praise for you of, look, you know, five-time IndyCar champ and all that. He could easily just show up, kind of go, yeah, 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 climb in the car, minimal effort, and frankly, he's earned that. No one... We wouldn't expect it, but we wouldn't push back if he just kind of didn't really get himself fully stuck in. Wayne has said the exact opposite. This guy has been like first day on the job, brand new race car driver, trying to digest everything. He's been blown away at the level of professionalism that you've demonstrated for the first time working with the team. What's it been like working with them? Um, yeah, I think when you, when you, well, if you say Chip and Wayne, you know, I think, I think the nice way to put it is, is they show extreme passion, um, you know, for, for the sport and for competition, which, you know, I think is, is the most important thing you can have, you know, and, and, um, you know, it's, it, you notice very, a lot of similarities, I think with just everybody's tone, you know, and, and, some teams you can go to, it's just kind of turning up and you're like, Oh, you know, this is what we're doing. And it, it's kind of low key. And, and the prominent piece is not always talk about winning, but, you know, I find that being very similar between these two teams, um, you know, on scale of things, they're very different, right. You know, size and the amount of people and, and resources and things like that. But, but they, they do a very good job with what they have. Here. Um, but no, I think preparation is always key. Um, you know, I think more to my situation and especially crossing team paths. Yes, I could be a lot more relaxed at say Ganassi because I kind of know the workings of it and the people mm. and the processes are even across categories can be quite similar uh, or even to, you know, steering wheel layouts or, or silly things like that. So, um, you know, the last thing I want to do is turn up and not, prepare myself and make a silly mistake that could have been eliminated by just, you know, putting a little more effort. You know, it's, it's, I think, you know, by this stage that, that the process is key and, you know, there's so much effort from everybody that goes in these days that you, you have to be on top of your game or, you know, you're going to be eliminated pretty quickly. So I don't know. I like new challenges too. And, and it's been nice to see process changes and, and just how they go about things differently. Cause you've got to remember I've been in one ecosystem for yeah. an extremely long time. So, um, I don't know. It's kind of refreshing too. You're telling me you're not using the old Stefan Johansson indie lights processes as your day to day go to <laughs> come on, things man. Have changed, uh, things have changed. <laughs> <parts since then. laughs> Let's close on this Dick. So the driver lineup, right? That's a pretty fun one. I mean, obviously our boy Briscoe, you two, you know, former teammates know each other well, uh, not only from IndyCar days, but obviously the Ford GT program. But then there's this Dutch kid, Renger van de Zander, right? Quick, yeah. now with the team, third year. Uh, Kamui as well, right? I mean, this is a guy who's just winning everything in the WEC and last year at Daytona with the team. Tell me about this kind of cool four-driver lineup and maybe some of the folks that you didn't necessarily know beforehand who you're getting to know now. Yeah. Again, that mix is really cool, right? Because when you look at where everybody comes from, their process is different because of, you know, whether it's even junior category situation or country situation or team or series, you know, so 
Prisco and I are probably most similar in the fact of, you know, what we've witnessed previously uh, or been a part of. Um, and then you've got the other extremes with Ranger and, and Kamui. So um, I don't know. It's It's been a lot of fun time together because it's all very new and interesting. And, and even the, you know, the conversations at dinner, you know, just talking about, you know, different F1 cars people have driven to junior categories to, you know, how Toyota do it and the problems that each kind of category or, or, or level you race at have, you know. So it's, it's um, again, it's the, about the process, right? And you're kind of looking at different ways that people achieve almost the same thing. So um, I don't know, they're, they're – they're, um, I don't know. It's been really easy, actually, with, yeah. with these guys. I've known Kamui probably the least, but I've also, you know, at Le Mans, spoken to him quite a few times, too, uh, through Conway. So it's, it's, I don't know. Like, you kind of know all these people, too. You know what I mean? Like, I watch a lot of racing. I yeah, watch yeah. a lot of their interviews. You know, you kind of have a, not a preconception, but you feel like you almost know them anyway. But um, it's been very easy, man. Like, obviously, in this situation for Kamiri and I, it's more of a you don't want to fuck things up, you know, position. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm finding it. I don't know. Yeah, finding it really interesting, man. Really interesting. Well, that's that's awesome, mate. Well, all right. Bonus yeah. one or two. Any discussions over dinner of I don't know Dixie Sandstorm coming or something like that? Knowing the void left by the the mythical fourth. Uh, fifth driver at all times in Wayne Taylor? Yeah, I don't know nothing about that, man. It's, it's, uh, yeah, no, definitely nothing about that. <laughs> all right. What about sleep, right? You've got, uh, you've got a, a baby, baby, baby boy here. Are you feeling yep. guilty at all? Knowing that Emma's probably not sleeping a ton at home. What's going on there? No, it's actually been, uh, you know, in some periods with the other children, it's I've had that guilt because it's been pressed upon me, uh, you know, how I'm not helping. Um, but with this situation, like I got a, I got a, I got a text message this morning. I could see it was from my wife. I'm like, oh shit, you know, here's, there's going to be a big moan going on here. But uh, she was like, oh, I'm loving it. It's so amazing. He's so easy. It's, it's. Uh, so yeah, it's been. He's really chill, but you're kind of in that period too where they're quite sleepy and it's the easy part that kind of they fake you into thinking, oh, this isn't that bad. And then once they get some energy and not so tired and wake up a little bit in the next week or two, then and then all hell breaks loose again. But no, it's um, he's been pretty chilled so far, so hopefully he continues to be that way. But it is it is a little strange hitting the reset and being back at the starting line, but timing-wise is good. The girls have been super helpful, and, and they're loving it. And, you know, for us, it's 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 been fantastic so far. All right, is the world, does the world need to prepare for uh, Ginger Ninja 2.0 here? I mean, am I getting ahead of myself at all? No, I think I'm going to try golf and tennis and all that shit first, man. I don't know. I'm going <laughs> to, I don't That's know, smart. racing. That's cheap. Unless I can find somewhere to pay for him, then, uh, you know, I don't know. That Maybe way Briscoe you're... will sponsor him or something. I need to talk to Hunter Ray or, or Montoya. Yeah, you don't want. But to all be... I hear when I talk to those guys is them complaining about how much money they're spending. So yeah, you don't want to have to be Frankie turning up at yeah. Goodwood, you know, trying to earn money, f- farting around in old vintage cars to pay for the kids. So I, I like exactly. your style. But he's got girls, you know. So I thought I was alright. I was hoping for a girl, but hey, we got a boy. 
the world will prepare uh, for whatever's coming brother as always that's right happy for you and uh, obviously hoping that you have a fun and rewarding month here at daytona 